0: Love Talk Radio. Welcome to this internet radio. This is in spirit, affectionately called. This is a nurturing environment for women that inspires harmony in everyday living, shares resources that empower, offers information and support that nourishes the soul, balances our mental and physical well-being, and promotes inner peace and heightened spirituality. Our vision is a world where women live consciously, harmoniously, and spiritually to positively impact our lives and the lives of those with whom we come into contact. Join us as we live life with style, grace, and of course, much joy. Greetings, Sis family and listeners. Tonight, we're going to talk about investing in our spiritual self. Because if we fail to go within, we will certainly go without. Allowing another's energy to run our program and our agenda will become their agenda. Going within is not always pretty or easy, yet it's necessary for our personal evolution. Each incarnation, we have an opportunity to evolve to the next level. And I wonder what if that's where they got the concept of the video game from. Each day, we get up to live a better life. External forces and pressures can wear on us, and those pressures could be anything from work to bills, people, traumatic events. So we need daily tools to counteract those forces. And tonight, we're here to talk about one of those tools, yoga. While in a yoga practice, There is no past to overcome, no future to race towards. We have the opportunity to notice what's going on inside of us because it leads us to the present moment. And the truth is, the present is all that we have. So tonight, to talk about going within or going without through yoga, we have Em of Southside Yoga Studio. Em, welcome to the program. Thank
1: you very much, Darlene, for having me. I'm excited
0: to be with you. I'm excited as well, I know that this is going to be a very interesting discussion. Um, I have to add that I am Darlene. I am the co-host of CIS Empowerment Radio, and our other host, Skye, will not be with us tonight. She's in a class, and so we'll just go from there and jump into the topic our guest tonight, M. I I will tell you a little bit about her, and I will introduce you to her to you as she would like the message to be told. I like the illusion that I am in charge of my life, but have also learned to release the reins to the universe. I dream big and work hard. I believe that every intention is only as good as the heart behind it, and your belief in yourself to make it happen. I live for spontaneity and often take people with me on a journey they don't expect. I am incredibly grateful for my yoga studio and the amazing community of mostly women and fortunately more and more and more men that support it each day. I am a doggy mama. I believe there's enough. My element is the ocean. I am learning to own the idea that I am a healer. I love discussing ideas and sensations and the word why, most favorably over sushi. People say that I'm a teacher. I feel responsible to the planet and try to tread as lightly as possible. Gratefulness is my favorite word and alignment. I often work too much. My heart beats for the animals that are forgotten, and I'm learning to find more ways to help. My favorite time of day is when I walk with my beloved dogs in meditation. They are my personal elements of nature and the source behind my boundless energy. Then I feel whole. Their names are Leo, Lily, Skyla, and Maxie. What an awesome introduction a very awesome <laughs> person. Thank you, Belen. <laughs> so I think the first question is, how did you go about getting on your yoga journey? I know a lot of times you start up one way and you end up in another. So please tell us about your journey.
1: Yes, I actually had a, the same encounter. I think I encountered yoga two times in my life, and the second time I really grabbed it. I had um, a pretty serious back injury in 1992 and it completely turmoiled my whole life. For two years I was in excruciating pain. I could not study at that time. I studied law. I could, I could not work. I could not follow my life anymore. And I had to get um, surgery and operation at that time over 20 years ago now. This was, um, it was very scary and people would say, we don't know what happens afterwards if you can still move the same way that you could before. And I think after the surgery, I got interested in the human body. This was my first spark and I had to find a way to start moving again. Um, my leg would not work in the way it, it used to work before but through swimming and through learning certain types of therapy, I started to become more and more aware of my body and see that things are possible that, you know, normal medicine cannot explain. And so this was my first encounter with yoga and something that goes beyond, but I didn't really stick with it completely. And then years later, I would say it was about 1998, Um, I had worked as a personal trainer for quite a while. I actually, through my surgery, started to study sports science um, with um, the subject of rehabilitation and prevention of sports injuries. So I worked with people who were in pain. And in 1998, um, something crystallized within me. I had to – I always had this question – what is beyond physical training what What can we do more than just exercise with our body and This is how I came to yoga. And yoga was the answer, and so that's when I started to really practice every day to go and I found a few really good teachers in Germany at that time, and so the second time around it stuck with me, and it became a love that. Um, became the source of anything I do and anything I stand for. I truly believe this is part of my task here on earth. So, yes.
0: (laughs) Yeah, so I guess you can really say that there are really no accidents because it was your so-called accident that led you to this form of growth, one that you could share with others to help them grow as well. Yes,
1: I absolutely believe this. I believe that the situations in our lives are leading us to something and when we are attentive, when we are not running a program that we think we should go but when we notice things then we are so much more open for um, the path that obviously we are walking towards. It's just a matter of opening our eyes and I think for me yoga was the journey and it was sharing my experience and some of those things are rooted, have been rooted in deep pain and trying to find solutions for a better life. And yoga has given that way beyond exercise. And um, I think this, it's not just with me. I can see this with many of my students that when we start to become attentive, when we live in the present moment and notice things, when our antenna, an, antennas are open, we receive things that guide us so much more fluidly Um, that normally we wouldn't notice and would make other choices in life. At that time, in 1992, I was was on my way to become a lawyer, (laughs) which obviously was not my calling. But at that time, I thought it was a good idea to do. But, you know, I think that the universe has chosen something different for me, and um, it became a deep passion that fuels everything I do.
0: Definitely. So you mentioned looking at yoga as a form of exercise, which some people may do, but you also stated that it is so much more. So can you tell us why it's so much more? Yeah. Um, For me, yoga is the
1: most holistic approach of dealing with our whole selves. As we all know, there is a body, there is a soul, a spirit. Sometimes people call it, you know, different words and there is a mind, and in yoga, we bring this together. It is a full, we come full circle in yoga, but in our culture, especially in the Western world, we have a deep connection and affiliation to our physical body. This is something that we can understand. We can work with our physical body, and it's, for many people, the entrance, the door, the doorway in into a yoga practice, and I think that is great. I think it is wonderful that people come for the exercise and leave with so much more, because once we start practicing with our breath, with becoming into a present moment, with awareness that goes beyond our physical body when we, when we all of a sudden start to notice what is going in within us, when we start to notice our attitudes, our thoughts, when we feel sensations that actually create emotions, we get a deep connection between body, mind, and spirit, and that's what yoga is, but in the beginning... The body is the doorway in, and so we should not disregard that the exercises are a wonderful way to get to know yoga, because a lot of times when you start, if you would start reading a wonderful yoga book, some some of these things people wouldn't understand in the beginning. I think there is, it's very difficult to get that connection um, without going through a certain door, and this door, I think, is exercise, because many people can relate to it, and I I think it's great i think it would, it is not nothing that is to be disregarded i think we should invite everybody who wants to come for their physical exercise and then hopefully with a good teacher and with an um, empowering class in an environment where we can be who we truly are everything else is going to grow i see this in my studio every day and it's lovely to watch
0: yes So I I have encountered yoga once before, and in that class I think it was more about really just the exercise and getting into the postures some kind of way, as you say, not really how you get there. So I I think that they're teaching more just the um, positions and not the whole of yoga. Do you think that's a clear choice? that they're making, or maybe it's just a lack of information on their part?
1: You know, I am encountering that same question now in my own teacher training because I'm teaching my own teachers now. And I really can't say I have met a lot of teachers who have a deep heart, who have a deep understanding of yoga and who can teach that. But I also have met a lot of teachers who just – it's another gym class, and some of those classes are more strength-oriented, so it becomes more kind of like a core strengthening class, and some of those classes are purely stretching. I I really don't know. I think um, in, in the yoga um, teaching area, there is a little bit more education necessary. I think there are programs out there who just, you know, create yoga teachers who really don't know more than copying the exercises that somebody else shows them how to do, but I also think there are many, many good teachers out there, and you should find a teacher that speaks to you. You should find a teacher who can answer your questions, who can tell you why we practice the way we practice, who can get a connection between the postures and the breath, who can create a class where you feel you are not just getting exercise, but you get a little bit of meditation, you get stillness, you get relief from the tension that surrounds not only our physical body, but our mind, mm-hmm. where you have an environment where you can let go that guards a little bit, that we are mm-hmm. guarded in in everyday life because we play certain roles all day long. And I think that Everyone who's a little bit sensitive can feel that. If you have a teacher in front of you, who knows um, what they are doing? Safety is a big concern, Darlene. There, is, there yeah. are postures in yoga that actually can hurt you if you, are not, if you are not attentive, if you have a teacher that just kind of pushes you further and says, keep going, keep going. This is not the goal of yoga, it has never been. But I, you know, I cannot say it. I I try to give my best every time I, I am in front of, is it one person or 15 or 25 or 30, I don't care. I always try to encourage people to work individually, to listen to their bodies, and to explain why we practice the way we practice. I think a teacher needs to understand that. And then the longer people, practice, if you create a dedicated, um, committed practice, you come regularly to class, then I think you can feel more of what's beyond the asana, then you can feel the connection with your breath, you can feel the deep release, you feel a transformation from the beginning of the class till the end, and I think that's what people go home with, and when they go back into their cars, into their lives, they feel differently, and that's the beauty of yoga, Yeah.
0: Definitely, and, and I can bear witness to that. I often come to class in the evening straight from work, literally 15, yeah. 20 minutes from the computer to yeah. the yoga studio, and I can be in the funkiest of moods and scattered and all over the place. And then by the time that I leave your class, I feel energized and refreshed and you know, ready to take on the rest of the day in the world.
1: <laughs> yes. Yeah. I do, I, and I think we all share that, Darlene. and me too, as a teacher, I feel the same way. I often come tired, and I've been teaching a lot, and sometimes I, I don't know where to get the energy from, but from the moment we close that door and we make a commitment, this is the time for us, we all are in that same energy, and I truly am I'm, I'm grateful for that, and I think everybody who comes regularly can uh, be a witness to that, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Yes. So there are so many forms of yoga. Can you advise the major ones and the benefits of each? Yes. I would say when we
1: talk about yoga right now, we talk about modern yoga. And modern yoga um, is very, very different from the ancient, traditional, historical yoga that um, has started – any time between four to five thousand years ago. So what we know as yoga today when we talk about yoga is Hatha Yoga. And Hatha Yoga is a physical form of yoga that contains breathing exercises, a strengthening and flexibility regimen for the body to be able to um, move our body freely in all directions um, with a good posture and with um, challenging our sedentary lifestyles that we have to come into a better harmonic place with our body and at the same time learn to bring awareness. Now, within Hatha Yoga, there are many, many yoga styles, but I would say the three different groups that we can pair um, Hatha Yoga in is The first one I want to call alignment-based yoga. Many of you might have heard about one of our beloved yoga masters, BKS Iyengar, and he is an Indian yoga master who has brought um, yoga to the West in the 1960s to the the United States, actually. And BKS Iyengar has... um, Stress the importance of practicing therapeutically. So for him, um, yoga is more about um, creating balance for the disbalances in our physical body, to strengthen, to open up range of motion, to create um, physical exercises. The asanas that he um, prescribes help certain disalignments in our body and that starts from migraines and asthma, it goes over to arthritic um, diseases, to osteoporosis, back pain, um, um, anxiety, and all kinds of ailments that we can treat with yoga. And He is very correct about alignment and connecting to the asanas. I love that style. I think every teacher needs to have some sort of um, Ayenga yoga teaching background because it is important to understand the human body. And then we have um, another uh, group, and this is the group, it's called Ashtanga Yoga, has also been founded by um, an Indian master called Patkabi Joyce. And um, he is practicing a very vigorous, very athletic form of yoga. And uh, he uses a certain order, a sun salutation um, order, in which specific asanas are repeated over and over again. Wonderful, very, very athletic. People in the Western world love it. It's more of a workout. Um, and if you practice ashtanga yoga regularly, you really create a lot of physical sickness. You create deep relaxation. Um, You create um, a beautiful awareness for yourself. But it's, again, a little bit more vigorous. So this might not be suitable for uh, some of our older uh, yoga students. It might not be suitable for um, students who have injuries or specific uh, ailments with our bodies. But for somebody who wants that, wonderful. So this is Ashtanga yoga. And then we have... um, the Gentle and Restorative Group. And this is the group where we really work on stress release, where we work on relaxing, letting go, where we get a very deep connection to how tense we truly are through the challenged lifestyle that we live. We live in a world that is very, very stressful. Uh, From the morning we wake up uh, through the alarm clock Till the time, we fall back, back into our beds, we are under fire, under pressure, we have challenges, we have information overload, we have the internet, our jobs, family, we have problems to deal with, and it creates a lot of tension, physically and mentally and emotionally. And restorative and gentle yoga uh, creates a beautiful, beautiful balance for that because here it is a little bit less about aligning your body and strengthening, it is more about letting go of the tension, and it's a wonderful, wonderful way of practicing yoga. And then there is a fourth one that actually comes to my mind right now, and that is hot yoga. <laughs> Everybody has heard about that probably, has been very, very popular um, by... Uh, Uh, A yogini called, a yoga teacher called uh, Bikram. He has really made this very famous. It is practiced in a very heated room, 104 degrees um, hot. And the heat, what the heat does with the body is it creates um, a higher core temperature. Your body core temperature rises and through that your body becomes more limber. So the joints react with opening up into places that we normally in a normal heated room of 70 degrees or so would not be able to open up. And many, many people love it. It is exhilarating. It's, it's a wonderful way of practicing. But it also has um, a little bit of a disadvantage because it is difficult on the cardiovascular system. If people are not 100% fit, this can be very difficult because the blood thickens when the air around us is very hot like if you would practice in a sauna it feels mm-hmm. thickens, and so for many people it's not easy to practice in a very heated room like that but again everybody needs to choose what is right and good for them and i would suggest to just try out different forms and we, in our studio, we offer, except of hot yoga, all the other three, we offer alignment-based yoga, therapeutically oriented to really work on the posture and improve your body. We work. We have a few classes that are very strength-oriented, a so wonderful athletic workout classes, and we have several um, gentle and restorative classes, gentle and yin yoga, that are wonderful for stretch relief. And I am glad that I can offer you know, a fairly wide range of that because I see with all the students who walk through my door that not everything is for everybody and you got to choose a little bit what's right for you. and, And then through your journey, you might find that you want to try out other things, like you want to start maybe with gentle yoga and then you go to more Ayanga alignment-based yoga or you start with alignment-based and you get better and better and better and want to do more Ashtanga yoga. So this is beautiful to be able to grow through those different disciplines. But I think that all the modern
0: yoga styles revolve around these four groups. Okay, interesting. So what happens if you do the asanas long? We know that great healing and energy is created when it's done correctly because you're opening up your chakras and unblocking energy. So what if you do it wrong? What is it anything more than potentially getting hurt? Well, I would
1: say there are two things that can happen. Yes, first and foremost, people do get hurt. <laughs> it's a little secret that nobody wants to talk about in the yoga circle. Yes, you can get hurt if you do not understand your body, if you do not understand where the posture wants to take you. And often, Darlene, it is a process. When we start practicing yoga, there's a pretty long way to go. And... People want a lot of things quick and fast and in a hurry. They want to practice yoga for 12 times and want to change a body that has grown into this body for 20, 30, or 40 years, and that is unfortunately not possible. So yes, we can get hurt, and it's really the primary concern that I would like to put in everybody's heart to be aware that it's not only pushing yourself further. Sometimes it is just doing things often enough the wrong way where you create a habit that creates problem in your knees which may be ground in your feet or your feet alignment is wrong and then you have back pain. And if we don't understand the human body, if, we, if you have a teacher that doesn't understand the anatomy, you will actually hurt yourself even more. The other thing is that we stay on the surface. Um, I sometimes like to call it lovingly fake yoga. <laughs> and what I mean with that is that we just copy something that somebody else does in the front um, or on a video and we just give our best and we just try to copy something. But what happens is that we have no effect, n- neither on our physical body nor to the layers within us that we can't even reach if we have no awareness for our physical body where everything starts. So even the breath correct breathing exercises during the asanas are really only possible if you have a teacher who can guide you through that. And if we just copy and if we just, you know, practice yoga without an awareness, I think it is better than sitting on the couch, quite frankly. Find a good teacher is, I think, the key. It helped me on my journey. If I had teachers that inspired me to practice with awareness, it was always better for me than just to attend classes or um, practice at home and I was not, I I didn't even know what I was doing. yeah. yeah,
0: So how do you take your yoga practice with you? We know it's easy on the mat when we're there in an environment where others are focused on going within as well. How do you take it to work, to school, to the grocery store, or even to war? I think
1: The key to that is, as we already have, focused on awareness. You can take your yoga practice into the relationships with your loved ones, into the relationships with your coworkers that are maybe some of the ones that are not your loved ones. You can notice how you Maybe if we start with the physical body, you can notice your posture, how you stand when you talk to other people. You can notice how you carry things, how you sit in the car, how you eat, how is your posture when you eat. You can notice if you are tense, if you if you have a, um, a a seated position at work. You can notice and feel how your spine feels, how your legs and arms feel, are you getting tense and tight and are you hours and hours in that position? This would be the physical part. The mental part would be, how do I think about the world? What do I think about myself? What is my predominant self talk when I'm in the car, when I'm driving alone by myself, when I when I have these moments and I know that we all talk to ourselves all day long. We all do it. What is the predominant atmosphere that I think about myself and that I talk to myself? What is the energy that others can feel when they are in my presence? This is how we can take yoga into our everyday life. Being aware, how do people feel when they are around me? We, we all know the people um, that light up a room when we encounter them, and we love to be in their presence. They're kind of like magnets. And then we have those people who drain our energy. And every time we are in that presence, we feel that, and there's this weight that drags us down. But if you are aware about yourself, if you, if you start studying yourself, if you start yoga, studying yoga and the principles of yoga um, that go beyond the physical part, how do I encounter myself and the world is a wonderful way to start. To take yoga with you, it's really easy. Um, you can sit on in your car and have to wait um, maybe for your kids to come out of school and you have a few minutes. You can close your eyes and notice your breath. You can try to focus into the present moment at any moment in your day. This doesn't cost us more than seconds or minutes sometimes, and it will immediately change um, any anxiety or turmoil in our hearts Sometimes we are in panic with our emotions. Sometimes we worry and we anticipate things that might or might not happen in in the future. We can practice yoga by um, noticing the environment and how we treat the world, the planet that we live on. Are we um, aware of how we use the resources around us, for example, um, gas, electricity, water, or are we just using it and don't even waste the thought of it and just because we have it available in abundance and don't really care all these things is living yoga beyond the physical part which we call asana Mm -hmm. and so as
0: we're going through everyday life and run into certain emotions or even illnesses are there certain poses or asanas that we can use to help us heal and rejuvenate?
1: Yes. There are restorative postures um, that mostly are designed to actually calm our nervous system um, because we are in a very high stress state uh, with our mind, with our brain, the functioning in our brain. Our brain waves are um, able to run on a very high level or on a much, much calmer level. And if you are able to calm yourself down, it creates a de-stressing effect. And the restorative poses are all designed to do this. One that I would like to talk about, which is beautiful for everybody, and everybody can do this, uh, no matter if you are a total beginner, have never done yoga, how old you are or how young or in what condition your body is, you can put your legs up against the wall and just let them rest against the wall. This is called in yoga an inversion. And when we invert our blood flow from the legs that usually are the lowest point um, in in gravity when we stand or when we sit um, in normal in the gravitational field, the blood always has to be pumped back against our Uh, gravity from the legs back into our heart. If you lift up your legs higher, and usually the wall is a good way because you lift them up uh, in a 90 degree angle if possible. Flow runs back with gravity. This is a tremendous relief for your heart. Everybody can immediately feel this. It is. Um, it lowers our blood pressure. Blood pressure. It lowers our heart rate. Um, it gives instant relief because um, some of the lymphatic movements are reverted to, and it creates a flow of um, um, a flow of energy, also muscular energy, that creates instant relief. I recommend that um, at night, before you go to sleep, like the last ten minutes or so, five or ten minutes before you go to sleep wonderful, wonderful position, legs up against the wall. Then, um, any resting, uh, an, an alternative position, if somebody's uncomfortable lifting their legs up against the wall, if lifting your legs on, on the couch or a chair where the um, calf muscles are laying on the seat, and you're relaxing your arms and your spine is flat on the ground, but your head may be elevated with a little pillow below your neck, so this would be an alternative position. Then, um, what also feels wonderful, and um I'm not sure if everybody has one of those balls at home, but if you, if you had those, um, they're called Swiss balls or uh, gym balls, uh, they are fairly big, and you can lay backwards on that ball, kind of like in a back bend over the ball, and you start with only laying your head and your upper back onto the ball backwards and just resting your head and your neck over the ball, and then you could go further and expand your spine a little bit deeper. This is a wonderful, wonderful position because it counteracts how we sit all day long in a more hunched and crunched position forward, and if you lean backwards over the ball, it opens the chest, it opens your ribcage, your shoulders, your heart. It opens the abdominals and it creates space in the front of our body that in normal everyday life we don't have. So this is a wonderful uh, restorative position too. And then any, any position actually that is balanced and symmetrical creates more energetic flow and relief than asymmetrical positions. So if somebody lays on your back on the ground, and you would like to completely rest, I would suggest that you put um, maybe a thick blanket or two, maybe two pillows on top of each other below your knees so that your legs um, can rest on the pillows. And then have your arms alongside your body in the same angle and create a position that is um, symmetrical, even, and harmonic. And when we have harmony in our body, not only physically, but then the inner layers. In yoga, we call this the subtle body. And this is everything that we can't feel and touch, that we can't hear and smell. It is the inside layers of our body that are part of our mind, of our spirit, of our emotions, the inner layer that make us who we are as individuals. And in these restorative poses, legs up against the wall, leaning back over a ball, And resting with our knees supported very lightly, maybe with a roll or um, two cushions or pillows, flat on the back with our spine elongated are three wonderful examples where the body can completely rest.
0: Fantastic. Would you please tell us more about Southside Yoga and upcoming events and classes? You can give us your contact information and I want to just put in a personal recommendation for anybody on the south side who is interested in an awesome class where you not only just learn the asanas, you actually feel them, and we are taught there to listen to our body and feel what our body is experiencing, and that just helps you get better into the positions and to receive that energy, the healing energy, and the benefit of yoga. So yes, um, tell us more about Southside Yoga Studio.
1: Yes, yeah, Southside Yoga Studio. We are, I think, pretty much the only yoga studio on the whole southern part of Atlanta, <laughs> and I, I'm not sure why. And how I ended up here, but I did, and so I am very, very proud to be in a place where I feel like yoga is needed. We are located across from the Piedmont Henry Hospital um, on Rock Quarry Road, and it's really easily accessible um, from the Highway 75. Uh, it's a two-minute drive from uh, the exit there. And um, we have a lovely studio. It's a beautiful room, uh, two to 1,400 square foot um, room. It's, it's open and wide and light. And um, up until now, I have taught uh, pretty much all of the classes myself. Um, we have classes in the mornings at 10 a.m. in the mornings. We have now added a 6 a.m. morning sunrise class that you are welcome to come to in the mornings, maybe before work. Some of you might want to do this to start your day in a beautiful way. Um, with energy and, and, and balance. And um, then we have night classes at 5.30 and 7 p.m. every day from Monday through Thursday. And then we have Saturday morning classes at 8.30 and 10. And I am now very proud that I'm finally at the point where I'm teaching my own teachers. Uh, the whole last seven months I have um, been teaching uh, a teacher training program for aspiring yoga teachers. I am certified to certify yoga teachers. So through me, you can become a certified yoga teacher. And this is the first program that is running all of the students that are uh, aspiring teachers now. uh, My students that have been with me for several years, I, I could not be more proud of them. They have learned a lot. They are studying hard. And so at the end of August, or the middle to the end of August, we will have six more teachers teaching with me. We will add up a whole bunch of more classes at different times because um, since I have been teaching all of the classes myself, I have been limited because I have a lot of private sessions that I teach during the day too. And so we will keep spreading the word. Uh, I know we are still a little bit of a secret around this area, but I think it's getting more and more. The word is getting out. Our community has been lovingly growing. We have many students who are really coming regularly, which uh, absolutely delights my heart because I think if you earnestly practice yoga, seriously, with you will feel the growth by learning and growing. Yoga is something that stays with you for the rest of your life. I feel like I will never stop learning about yoga and growing. If we stay students for for the rest of our lives, then it is a journey that really never ends. And um, we have certain special workshops where we teach a little bit about the yoga philosophy that goes beyond what we can offer in the 60 minutes or 75 minutes in class during the week. We have um, um, workshops that, that I will be teaching about uh, yoga anatomy, about therapeutic yoga, um, uh, yoga for athletes. We have um, partnered up with Sinola State Mountain Park in Georgia here and are offering um, every two three weeks uh, Sundays uh, yoga in the park, uh, which has been a lovely cooperation. And um, the further we keep going, especially with my new teachers, we will have a lot more um, offerings, yoga and a movie. We sometimes have Friday nights. We will watch the movie together and practice yoga, uh, anything that has to do with health it's not just yoga um, that I'm concerned with. I really want to spark people's interest in a healthy lifestyle. We talk a lot about nutrition um, during our classes. We talk about meditation. There will be a lot more workshops uh, how to meditate because people are interested in it and how in the world do we start doing that at home alone. And um, There are many teachings I've I have a lovely pool of um, starting to network more, like with you now, to create a network here in Stockbridge and this southern area uh, to invite people who are health practitioners. We have a Reiki practitioner that is part of our studio that is offering uh, advice and counseling for people who want to go into the healing arts a little bit more. And I have a lot more athletes coming in now who – start practicing yoga um, as a tool to help their sport. So there are many, many ways, and uh, I feel – um, the doors are open, oh yeah, prenatal yoga. We will be offering prenatal yoga um, from the from August on. I have been trying to put it up on the schedule. I am prenatal yoga certified too, but um, there is not enough time in the week for me to do everything and now that i 'm getting more help and uh, people that I feel I can trust that share my philosophy about um, safety and therapeutic uh, yoga. I feel we are going in the right direction, and I'm more than happy to spread the word more out and go and share it with people who still sometimes might not know what yoga truly is about. What I have encountered a lot here, um, I am from Europe, and in this area specifically, there are still a lot of people who really don't know a lot about yoga and, and think it might be some sort of mystical uh, thing that we do there and, and sit around and meditate all day long. I, for me, yoga is modern, and it needs to fit to the people that I serve here in this area. And so um, the best thing is to come to a class. The best thing is to get to know us to get to know the studio, the people who are in there. I am also very proud of our yoginis, which are our yoga students, who so lovingly welcome all the new students. I think we have such a, a, a wonderful atmosphere where the newbies are greeted um, with an openness and, and the willingness to be held and to be um, kind of like uh, taken away the nervousness that sometimes people have when they come for the first time to a yoga class because they don't know what to expect but um, there seems to be some sort of beautiful energy uh, in our studio that encompasses everything, me, my teachers, and, and our students. And so I'm I, i um, I'm looking into a bright future with outside Yoga, and I hope that we can grow more and uh, spread the word and um, connect to the hospital, to for people who are in pain and um, cancer patients and people who really need it. And, right. Um, yeah, so I can just invite everybody to try it out. The best way, you know, is to come and try out a class. You can talk about yoga all day long, but once you are in the room on your mat with a teacher and you see what we are offering, then the whole picture makes sense. It becomes alive and colorful. <laughs> okay,
0: you're listening to M on CIS Empowerment Radio, and we're talking about going within or going without through yoga. If there's anyone on the line or in the chat room who has a question for Em or would like to add a comment, would you please do so? In in the meantime, Em, are there any particular yoga resources or publications that you would recommend for people to find out more? Um... Yes, um,
1: there, are, there are tons of yoga books that are lovely and wonderful to read, and maybe just a few that might be interesting for beginners to just kind of go in. There's a book that is written by P K. V. Kachar. He's a beloved yoga teacher, also an Indian yoga teacher who has come to the west to the west, and his book is called "The Heart of Yoga." I I recommend this as a standard book of yoga that can be read by everybody um, and get a a glimpse of what yoga can be beyond the postures. Another wonderful book that um, I would definitely recommend for everybody who wants to learn a little bit more about mindful living in the yogic way is uh, from Judith Lasseter and it's called Living Your Yoga. Lovely, wonderful book. Um, one of my teachers has actually taught a philosophy four-week series about this book, and it was absolutely fantastic. And then I would like maybe remind um, people one more time about BKS uh, Ayengar. Um, he has written many, many publications, and one of the books that is very easy to read for beginners to, and even um, for more intermediate yoginis who have been practicing for a while, is The Path to Holistic Health, a wonderful book by D.K.S. Iyengar, The Path to Holistic Health. And then I want to mention the Internet for a brief moment quickly, of course. When you go into the Internet and you place the word yoga or yogic living or health or um, breath awareness or whatever comes to your mind, therapeutic yoga, you will get millions of hits. And I think the Internet absolutely is a tool that we 20 years ago didn't have. We just didn't have this um, availability of um, uh, publications, of articles, of people sharing their opinions. About yoga, this is wonderful. There are certainly many, many yoga videos out there where you can get um, a you can get a glimpse. However, and this is uh, I want to focus on that for just a moment. The internet is also full about stuff that might disturb people or, or confuse you or uh, put you into. 50,000 different directions and do not give you a clear path. And so I just want you to know, be aware that the Internet is just a pool of... Everybody can enter anything that they think about it. And so in the beginning uh, of your yoga journey, it is good for a teacher. It absolutely cannot be... Yoga cannot be learned through a video. It is a great tool for somebody... Who maybe can go only once or twice per month to a class, and then to have a video at home that you can practice. I think that is a wonderful tool. But I think yoga is a, a ancient discipline that needs to be learned. It is not just another form. It's not just a, a, an aerobic class that you can just attend and you can attend it or not attend it according to how you feel. If you are serious about yoga and the benefits. You really uh, need to learn this, and you need to allow your time to grow. You cannot be impatient. You have to go according to how you personally, your body, your mind, and your heart can receive those teachings. And they change from year to year. They change from season to season. And so if you could find a good teacher, book up there, find a community of, of people who love to do the same thing. Uh, go into the spirit because that will encourage you to come and practice even when we don't feel like it, even when we stressed out, when we need it the most, even when things in our life happen and we feel like we're too busy, we don't have the time. Then it's when we need it the most. And if you have some sort of group that you belong to and or a teacher that can guide you safely on your personal way, it's definitely better, uh, and it will absolutely um, help you to get uh, all of the benefits that you have to offer.
0: Okay, and we have a question from a caller whose last four digits of their number is 8511. 8511, you are on the okay. line.
2: Uh, Thank you very much. I am really enjoying this class. Thank you, Darlene and Sister Spirit, and thank you for um, this offering us this. uh, And you're absolutely right. What I see is yoga is an interactive uh, process, so I do enjoy it much more. I I just, uh, when I'm in a class, but I just started attending the class a few months ago. And one of the things is I'm sort of subconscious because I cannot do all the positions, and I just try to do my best, and I try to do the breathing. I usually can keep up with that. But a lot of the positions, I'm overweight, so a lot of the positions I'm unable to do, yeah. and I have pain in my knees. So you have really uh, reassured me that, that I'm doing the right thing by just doing yeah. what I can and not trying to keep up with people that's yeah. only half my size, half my age. So you, you have really reassured me that what I'm doing is uh is correct, so thank you very much, because I don't want to be discouraged and not attend at all, so I do go every week, and I just do what I can do. Yes. I, I,
1: I want to reassure this one more time. I think it's great that you're doing this. For you personally, listen to your body. That's all mm-hmm. you need to do. I know that in our culture, and sometimes it depends on which class you go, yes. Sometimes there is a little bit the spirit of competitiveness, and, and, and we want to be long, and we want to be able to do things, but trust me in my heart, this is not what yoga is about. It, what yoga is about, what you just noticed, to keep breathing, to be attentive to your body, close your eyes, listen to your teacher, listen to the voice, and just try to forget that you are with a lot of other people who have their own little thing to deal with, Nobody really can uh, look at anybody else because we are so focused on ourselves. So yes, keep going, listen to your body, discern between a pain that you need to get out of the posture, a pain that signalizes you, whoa, this is too much like now in this moment in time. Later, I might be able to come to this, but right now I can't, or if it is something where you might need to relax and breathe through and let go so that the tension can dissolve. But, uh, yes, I want to encourage you, keep going, listen to your body. This is wonderful, and keep practicing.
2: Absolutely. And when I'm in the Stockbridge area, I will because, uh, darling, speaks highly of you and your class. So I do look forward to uh, attending a class with you. Yes. Thank you very much again. Please
1: come. We would love to
0: have you. Wonderful.
2: <laughs> thank, <laughs> thank you very much. Thank, Thank you. you.
0: Thank you for that. And as M, you say in class, yoga is a personal experience. We're not striving for a perfect textbook position. We're striving no. for the position that works for us, and we can feel it when we're there.
1: Yes. This is, again, one of those things that we have to be careful with. It is never about the perfect pose. Quite frankly, I don't think we can ever reach the perfect pose. And I think this is the furthest away from yoga that it can be. It is about what does this pose teach me about myself? Why am I tensing up here? Why am I going so far that I cannot breathe in this pose anymore? Why am I... Why do I have to follow the crowd? Why do I have to do something that I can't do? These are questions that we can answer ourselves in the asanas. If you practice the poses with what the pose wants to teach you, then you will notice so much more about yourself. Why am I pushing here? Why can't I relax? Maybe I need to first completely let go. Maybe I need to back off. Why is it important for me to be able to capture this pose? Does that do something for my life? Is it, am I a different person? If I have caught this pose and I got it, can I make a check mark behind it and put it into my <laughs> um, part of my life where I have my check marks up there? These are beautiful experiences about yourself. And once we can let go of that, then there's this whole other world. What What is left when there is nothing left to fight for? Who are we beyond our masks? You know how I sometimes say in class, we come and we play roles. And we have to because it's our culture all day long. We play a certain role we, at our work, uh, at home, we are moms, we are, we are our wives and, and, or our husbands, and we are fathers and friends, and we play roles all day long. But when the mask comes off, when, when we are who we are, what is left? And for some people, that is scary. For some people, they, they, they don't like to look what's what beyond, the mask, and I think yoga in in the stages when you have practiced for a while um, makes you see that in a beautiful light, it makes us notice the beauty within us, the imperfection. There are things that we can now finally forgive ourselves. There are parts that we notice that we can let go of, strongholds from the past that we are carrying within us. Sometimes it's regret Sometimes it's um, um, things that we can't forgive ourselves or others. And right. all of that comes out. I mean, I have had sessions where I just laid in the last relaxation pose, course pose, Shavasana, and tears are just rolling down my eyes because there's such a release of energy and it cleanses. It right.
2: cleanses
1: my spirit. It cleanses my heart. I have students who, you know, who let go and they... Get up out of that last pose and they say, God, I can finally do this again. And this is lovely to watch. And, and it is a transformative spirit that is awake in every yoga practice, no matter if you feel it
0: immediately or not. So for everyone, keep practicing. <laughs> okay. We, we have another caller with a question or comment, caller 8622. You are on the line. Hi, Um, you had mentioned earlier about some of the relaxation poses like with your legs up
1: against the wall and that type of thing. But then you also mentioned that there is a prenatal class. Does that suggest that uh, pregnancy inhibits you from or prohibits you from uh, practicing some of the typical poses like putting your legs up against the wall? Yes, that is absolutely correct. Prenatal yoga in the concept is very different from a regular yoga class. And in prenatal yoga, it is really about nurturing your body. It is about taking care of mom and child. So that is a very different intention than we might have in a regular class. Um, If you are pregnant, um, I would definitely suggest to find a prenatal class, to find a class where other pregnant women are in. There are many, many postures that are that you can beautifully practice, but there are as well a lot of postures that you can't that would actually be counterproductive to your pregnancy for your child, especially in the later stages, the second and third trimester. So... Um, don't just drop into any yoga class, and especially if you have no experience in yoga before, don't just go and say, hey, good, this would be a great idea to start yoga. Um, it absolutely is. For many moms, it is wonderful to start yoga while you're pregnant, but in a prenatal class. So I would strongly suggest that because um, you need an experienced teacher to guide you through a little bit different um Way of practicing. A lot of the um, practices in prenatal are supported by um, blocks and bolsters, by pillows, blankets, and cushions that we don't use as much in uh, a regular class. And you are absolutely right, legs up against the wall is not uh, a good idea when uh, you are in the second and third trimester. So please do not do this yet <laughs> when you're pregnant.
0: Good. Thank you for reminding me about that. Okay, thank you to the caller for that question. That was a very good one. I'm sure that um, there are some pregnant folks on the line who are interested and learned a lot from that. And as we Um, close out this show, we like to end with a quote. And um, do you have a quote for us? Something that is one of your favorite or one that you have of your own. You have so many, so. Oh, I have many here.
1: and I I actually yeah, I love many quotes. One is all you've got is all you can give and that will always be enough.
0: Very nice. So,
1: I like that one. Here's another one. I have actually three that I would like to share. So here's another one. Okay. (laughs) Anyone who who has never made a mistake has never tried anything new. That's That's very true. Yes. And then if there ever was a time to dare to make a difference, to embark on something worth doing, it is
0: now. Okay, and now is all we have. Now is all we have. I agree. <laughs> okay, I have one. Uh, everything changes when you start to emit your own frequency rather than absorbing the frequencies around you. When you start imprinting your intent on the universe rather than receiving an imprint from existence. And so, once more, before we leave, would you provide the audience with your contact information? Yes.
1: Um, the uh, I have a we have a wonderful um, page that is a web page that is called SouthsideYogaStudio.com. We are located at 1445 Rock Quarry Road. And uh, we also have a Facebook page, Southside Yoga Studio. And the best way to contact us um, with questions, concerns, or anything that you would like to know beyond the website uh, would be under info at
0: southsideyogastudio.com. Thank you very much for joining us. It's been a very informative show.
1: Thank you, Darlene, for giving me the opportunity to speak with you and your um, group of uh, sisters today. I am grateful for this opportunity. This has been the first time um, I've been able to do this, and I want to share this more, and I want to get the spirit of yoga out and invite as many people um, as I can to practice. So I appreciate it deeply that uh, you had me on your show today. Thank you very much.
0: Thank you. And we'll close out with Namaste. Namaste. And you can find out more about Sisters in Spirit at www.sistersinspirit.net or visit our online magazine, fluidmagazine.com. Thank you for joining us. Thank you. been listening to this internet radio until the next time enjoy the fluid flow of life by remembering to infuse harmony into your everyday living